Hi, this is Tom Nash at Rugby Uncovered. This week we're talking to Rachel Malcolm, captain of Scotland and Loughborough Lightning. Hi, Rachel. Hi there. Thank you very much for joining us. The pleasure to be here. I'm going to start with the Malcolm family. You're all, you and Donald and James, your brothers, they've, you've all played the game at the highest level. Did the Malcolms have good sporting genes going back a couple of generations or was it more your your parents and your teachers' encouragement when you were kids? A uh, mixture probably. My, um, my dad was a very good rugby player in his day and he's probably the, the big driving force behind my brothers and my sister and me being being quite sporty but I also went to a school that had a quite a strong sporting backbone where I was kind of supported through hockey back back then and um, by very good coaches and have been very lucky that all through my kind of sports career I've I've had incredible coaches at every stage who've really pushed me on so so that's probably been a big influence for me. You, you've, you mentioned it. You played top level hockey at um, various age groups for Scotland. Did that come before rugby then? Yeah, so I played junior international hockey for a couple of years. So I played hockey all of my kind of school years and, and through university. And I took up rugby after I left university, in fact, while I played for Litchfield Ladies for my first couple of seasons. Oh, Litchfield. OK, so you, your your rugby career has been based exclusively in England since at full level. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I um, played the first two seasons at Litchfield and then obviously with the restructuring of the, the Premiership to the Premier 15s, I moved across to Loughborough Lightning and I've been there for three seasons. So I played two seasons at Litchfield and three at Lightning. So yeah, all down in the Midlands for my whole rugby career. You're, you're captain of Loughborough Lightning. You're captain of Scotland. You lecture at Nottingham Trent University. It, it sounds insanely busy. Is that a positive <laughs> for you? Or are you someone who's unbearable to be around if you don't have this this mad agenda oh uh, it's I am relatively busy but you know in, in in women's sport at the moment most women are very busy with the nature of semi-professional to professional that a lot of people are working and, and balancing a lot and I think it's just a case of organizing your time well I think you know the the captaincies are a massive honor but they don't change a huge amount in terms of the, the time demand as you'd be there for training etc anyway and yeah I've just always been someone that is quite busy and has quite a lot going on and and I quite enjoy that and I don't find you know the the having the captaincy at Loughborough and, and Scotland much of a chore it's very much something that I enjoy and I love doing I love having that responsibility and, and, and leading the girls that you know it's not something I kind of see as keeping me too busy it's it's just I don't know, just part of life, I guess. <laughs> the key to that, I guess, is what happens on the pitch and, and how you motivate your teammates. Uh, yeah, to an extent. But I actually I personally believe, you know, a huge part of leading is is what happens off the pitch. You know, yes, the, the making the decisions and the leading by example on the pitch is extremely important. But I actually think, you know, the, the relationships you build with your teammates and with your management are are so important to build respect, but also to to understand what, makes them tick and how to get the best out of them and I think having that understanding and and having that relationship allows you to to have difficult conversations or or help players when they need help so it's it's a bit of a balance to be honest between the on-pitch and off-pitch stuff I'd say. Hmm. I'm I'm interested in the the rugby pyramid in Scotland the the Scottish rugby's girls player development hub program for um, girls 16 to 18 and yes sessions with 
leading coaches in, in various parts of Scotland. Yes. Um, girls of 12 upwards are encouraged to talk to their local club if they're not already playing at school. And then there's mini rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, am I correct in saying that Scottish rugby has quite a tricky job in, in selling the sport to girls? It did do, but I'd say, you know, that in recent years, it's actually kind of accelerated massively. We've probably got more girls now playing than we've ever had before. And the uptake is is huge in comparison to where it was a few years ago. So I think maybe, yes, a few years ago, we were struggling to encourage girls to play. But I think with the, the increase in visibility and opportunities, like you say, Scottish rugby are now making it quite easy for girls to, to try the sport. And I think having more visible role models as well has helped that and I think you know the media team and and Scottish Rugby Union have done a brilliant job of of encouraging that and as I say that the uptake from girls in particular is huge at the moment in Scottish Rugby so I think it probably was a challenge but it's one that that they've risen to and are are excelling in now. So the obvious question that maybe the direct competition to Rugby Union is football are you finding that girls are now choosing rugby over football at a fairly early age? I don't necessarily have the stats to to make that comparison fairly. So I couldn't really comment on what's happening in football. But all I know is that, you know, girls are, more girls definitely are getting the opportunity to play rugby. I know that when I was, when I was young and, and choosing a sport, I didn't have the opportunity to try rugby. But I know now that, at, you know, what would be my local club, they now have a girls section. So... I think, you know, with the increase in opportunities, which potentially were there already for football from years and years and years, we now have similar visibility and similar opportunity for rugby. So I don't know the exact comparisons, but I definitely think there is much greater opportunity. Brilliant. Yeah, that, that, that is progress. I was going to say, you, you made your full international debut four years ago, almost. Um, yes. What has changed within the Scottish women's squad since then? I think the biggest change has probably been the number of matches which we play. So a massive kind of way in which teams of kind of an elite level can improve is is to compare themselves against other teams of, of a similar or better level. So pushing themselves against as high competition as possible. And when I first started, we didn't have a huge, a huge amount of opportunity or exposure to playing elite level teams. So I think my first match in a Scotland jersey was a World Cup qualifier, which is obviously a very high-profile, high-stakes game. Whereas now, you know, the girls that are coming into the squad a bit newer, we have, from the support of this of the union, we're now getting warm-up matches, autumn tests, etc., which is now allowing those girls which um, who are coming into the squad to get exposure to high-level rugby and all that it brings both from you know, a psychological point of view, but also a physical point of view, getting that exposure. So then when we come to, you know, your World Cup qualifiers, your Six Nations, they've got that experience behind them. And, and I think that's that's been the big change that, that we've seen is is that support from our union to get that exposure. And it's it's been brilliant for the growth of the squad. And it's that much tougher. They have to be that much more imaginative and, and organised in a country where the population is, is comparatively small. Yeah, we, like you say, we haven't got as big a player pool to choose from necessarily as, as other squads. And I think a massive thing for Scottish rugby is to keep making making our women's squad more and more competitive. And this season in particular, we've had a really, really high level of competition across every single position on the park. And I think that's exactly what we need to to push on and move forward and 
especially in a sport like rugby where you're going to pick up injuries, long-term injuries, to have a bit more depth in every position, to have people that have the experience of playing international rugby to then step in and and keep the standard of the team team high. And I think we've seen that this season, for example, losing Jenny Maxwell, for example, to, to a long-term injury. And we had Mary McDonald step up at scrum half, who's not played a huge amount of international rugby, but she's been in and around the squad in, in competition for a long period of time. And, and she took her opportunity and she did a brilliant job for Scotland. So I think having more and more of these types of players come in and increase the competition has, has been brilliant for the squad. Mm, that's excellent. Um, you are an environmental physiology PhD. I have no idea what that is. but um... <laughs> I essentially look at the impact that performing team sports exercise and heat has on our performance. So I'm, I'm an easier way of putting it is probably I'm exercise physiologist. Okay. And long term, would you like to return to that or do you hope to stay in, in the game? So I still work full time. So I'm a full time lecturer yeah. where I still conduct, I still conduct research. So I'm a lecturer in sports science, applied sports science, and I'm still conducting research similar to what I did during my PhD. So I still do that alongside my rugby currently and plan to for the for the foreseeable as well. So you live somewhere between Nottingham Trent University and um, Loughborough, I guess. Yes, I live pretty much directly in between the two. <laughs> so it's a couple of, well, I'm probably closer to work. So I'm about five minutes from work and about 20 minutes from, from Loughborough. So it works out pretty well in terms of managing to balance the various aspects of life. <laughs> sure, you're a, you're a busy woman. Um, what is your Instagram handle, Rach? It is Rach, R-A-C-H-M-2391. I am on Twitter. It's R-A-C-H underscore Malcolm. Rachel, thanks so much. Lovely. We will speak again soon, I hope. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Rugby Uncovered. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to your company next time.